you are a CWA client or have attended one of our speaking engagements or even listened to my last podcast on creating successful partnerships, you have heard us talk about our one-to-one, two-to-one, three-to-one philosophy on wealth accumulation. We have visualized this concept in our downloadable three-to-one growth chart, which is not just an illustration of compounding interest, but one of the core teachings of our firm for over 30 years. This week, our team sat down with founder Daryl Kane to discuss the CWA philosophy of three-to-one wealth accumulation from the source. Please take a listen. Einstein said the eighth wonder of the world is compound interest. So, I'm trying to understand in 1985 how to illustrate this to my clients in a manner in which they can see what to do. Mm-hmm. And what I'm trying to get them to do is to periodically save a sum of money every week so that they have a definitive number of weeks to save money. Because here's the interesting thing. So up to one to one, whoever gets there first may, ends up with the most money. Whoever gets to three to one doesn't have to save any more money because it doesn't impact the outcome. So if you, depending on the rate of return and your financial plan and how much you save, that means you only have to save money for a definitive period of time and then you can then take all the money you earn and you can either continue to save it or you can go spend it. This is like when you go buy your lake house, when you buy your fancy car, because it just doesn't matter because whatever you're gonna spend the money on, if you saved it, it's not gonna really change the line. So then all of a sudden, three to one becomes the moniker of if I could reach three to one, I can now be financially free, even though I still may have to work and let the money compound. Right. But the the time piece, I mean, because there's three elements to accumulating money, the amount you save, the time you let it grow, and the return that you make. Mm -hmm. So the return is something you got to learn, but you don't have to learn return up to one to one. So you got eight, 10 years to like, you can just save money and be a student. Between one to one and two to one, you got to like start knowing more about investing. When you get to three to one, you got to really, it's got, it's all about the investments because it's all about the return. Now, of course, time matters because you got to have time. But, you know, if you don't have any time, then you're dead. So it doesn't matter. So, you know, you, you got to have time to let it compound out. So the funny story, in a minute I'll tell you how I came up with three to one. One to one, two to one, three to one. So the funny story is when I first started working in 1985, when I started the firm, actually October of 84, I decided to save a certain amount every week. And that amount that I saved every week then became the definitive amount that I needed to save. And it was approximately 144 weeks. Okay, so I started at 27. So pretty much by the time I was 39, I had reached thir- three to one and I was saving a thousand a week. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when I got to three to one, I bought a car, a Jaguar convertible, and I put on the license plate three to one. Because what it represented is, is the money I used to save, I now took that money and bought the car. Do you have a picture of it? Yeah, I don't know. We're, I have to go dig around for it. I can dig around for it. Okay, now, two, three years later, I got divorced. I don't know have anything to do with the car. And then I went from three to one back to one to one. Took, a car. <laughs> took half the money. So anyway, boom, cut so it in you half. change the license plate. Back to one to one, yeah. But I, got, I had to get rid of the Jaguar because I, I had a Ford Expedition. So anyway, that's funny. So, but here's how I came up with it. So mm-hmm. there was a guy 
It's called the Mercer Company that was a competitor of mine that actually was one of the inspirations for doing financial planning that I went out and visited in 1983 and 1984. And he was named Gene Organ. And he had a series of tapes where he talked about different environments to invest money in, which has something to do with the five spears that I have, like, you know, the different environments and there's different the benefits. Five tax, five, five tax years. And he called it 10 of 10s and the 9 of 10s and the 8 of 10s. But then he talked about, and this happened about 1 in the morning. I'll tell you exactly what happened. Uh, the day after, the Sunday after Thanksgiving in 1985, whenever that is. So you actually look up the date on the calendar. Okay. And I have my son, who was born in August 25th, and he's in the back seat. And we've been visiting my mom for Thanksgiving. And we're driving back from Kansas City to... Uh, Dallas. My wife's asleep in the front seat. He's asleep in the back seat. I'm listening to Rick Mercer's tapes. It's like one in the morning because I'm driving through the night because it's much calmer with the baby driving through the night. And I'm listening to Rick Mercer and he says compound interest is like a battery. And you get after a period of time that passes, you get a charge and you get one charge. And then if you keep saving, mm -hmm. all of a sudden, for the same bang for the buck, you get two charges. And then later on, all of a sudden, you get three charges. And these charges, the bang for the charge, are spread out quite a bit in time based on the return. Oh. But as soon as you reach the third charge, then your battery goes four charges, five charges, six charges, okay. seven charges, eight charges. Mm -hmm. Now, he didn't break it down any more than that. But all my mind, I'm driving along, and all of a sudden, I saw one to one, two to one, three to one, four to one, five to one, six to one. And I could understand, and I could explain the hyperbolic curve. Mm -hmm. I could explain the breakpoints. Now I could explain why it was important. Because what people need to do is, you don't need a an illustration that shows you how compound interest works. Because you know we kind of can all figure that out. What you need is an illustration that shows you what do you do based on where you are in the, pro in, the, in the spectrum. Because as an advisor, you want to tell them, at this point in time, you do this because that creates the biggest outcome. Which was one of the cool things, you got to remember, up into 1985, there is no personal computer. You have to compute everything by hand. Mm -hmm. So all math is done by hand, so you can't create a mathematical equation and compute it out for 30 years and see the outcome. A little picture for you. Right. <laughs> so all of a sudden you have to do the math mm -hmm. and human beings think the math is 1 plus 1 plus 1 plus 1 plus 1 when really the math is 1, 2, 4, 8, 16, 32, 64, 128, 256, 512, 1024, 2048. Mm -hmm. People don't think that way. Mm -hmm. So they don't think that way they gave linear advice instead of hyperbolic advice. By having the chart, I'm able to dissect that and then show them lots of examples. What to do with their pension plan, how to handle their debt, what to emphasize in their business. You know, all of a sudden it became a vocal point. It's kind of like, uh, think of it as, um, you have to have, in a building, you have to have a center stone or you have to have a place that holds up the roof or in uh, life, maybe, I, I think of when I was in high school, I built a, a turntable for a play that I was in charge of the theater. And it was a, when the turntable turned, and, and as it turned, every time you turned it, you changed the set, and you had a different bedroom. 
So, but the problem with the turntable was without a pivot point in the middle to hold it, even though it had wheels in the caster, it would come apart. So you had to have some pivot point from which you pivoted. And so all of a sudden, one to one, two to one, three to one became the pivot point to explain why at the time, because it was only me, why my advice was different than everyone else's advice and why you would want to fly from wherever you are in the country to come see me because everyone else in the country doesn't give you the right advice because they don't understand how the math works. Particularly when they're back then when there was no computers yeah. or they were just starting to have the advent of the computer because then what we do in accounting, which is a well-known thing, is what we do is called a with and without computation. So with me changing this one factor, or your returns 9% instead of 8. I can now show you what that means. With me putting the money in the tax deferred environment, remember the five circle, okay. as opposed to bringing it home paying the tax, that one event with and without that decision turns this. So now all of a sudden I could take a whole array of decisions that you might make in the counseling room and I could compute with and without because the computer is so quick we can just say, okay, this is the baseline, we're doing this. If we do this instead, it becomes this. And if we do this instead, it becomes this. If we do this instead, so this becomes the action item for the client, oh, I should do this, I should yeah. do this. Now all of a sudden, we have the ability with the computer to compute each incremental decision, and we can now explain why that happened. See, it's one thing to see on the computer, oh, if I did this, it is this, but why? Why? Right. Well, the answer is, if we understand how the math works in 1 to 1, 2 to 1, 3 to 1, we explain, ah, that decision changes this outcome because you're past 1 to 1, but you're not yet to 3 to 1. So therefore, you know, because think of it this way. The ones that do the sale practice, even though they're young and they get a lump sum of money out, and let's say they're at 1 to 1 in their financial plan, because everybody's financial plan is different. But that lump sum, let's say $400,000 from selling a third of their business, now all of a sudden they accelerate themselves from one to one to three to one because up to three to one amount still matters. After three to one amount does not matter. So all of a sudden they accelerate themselves and they just save themselves nine years of savings because they now have accelerated through the sale of their business from one to one to three to one which means if they still work the same time frame they were planning to they're going to have at the back end 11 to 1, 12 to 1, 13 to 1, 14 to 1, 15 to 1, 16 to 1, 17 to 1, 18 to 1, which they would have never had if without that decision to accelerate the process. Mm -hmm. See the difference? So now you could explain that and you could say, ah, now you could say, okay, I'm past 3 to 1, I'm going to get this lump sum. Well, it helps some, but it doesn't really change the outcome. Now, instead of maybe only 5% of the difference of what you have at the end came from savings, maybe 15% did. But the money you save back here really doesn't change the outcome much based on your financial plan, if your plan's constant, up to three to one. So anyway, what I'm trying to say is one to one, two to one, three to one is a very powerful thing if you understand its purpose. It allows you to define how much you need to save every week and it allows you to define a definitive point when you don't have to save. Because if you think that all of your life you're just gonna save money and you're never gonna spend it or have a good time, then what's the point? So it's like taking care of business. And the younger you do it, the better off you are because as you get older, your costs don't go down, nor does your lifestyle. You know, when I was young, I was trying to save all my money so I could quit. 
And then I realized that however much money I saved, I now spent more, and so it wasn't enough money. And then, of course, it didn't help to get divorced. And then I realized, okay, uh, I got to rethink my thinking because I got to do it longer and it'll last longer. And then finally, I got to the point where I live for the moment, but I plan for the future. So this is kind of like if you're not living for the moment, you're screwing it up. But if you're, because you don't know what's next, you know, but if you live for the moment, but you still plan for the future, then at least you have the future handled in a responsible, balanced way, which is the hardest thing. Because you know, everybody likes goals, and, and goals that are not definitive are hard to reach. So remember, it's, it's like a goal-setting process is by the importance of one-to-one, two-to-one, three-to-one. It's not just the math. It's a goal-setting process. So take my example. I need to save for 144 weeks $1,000 a week. Well, there'd be a week that I wouldn't save the money. I can remember the first time I saw my child again, right? Back then, to buy a VCR, which the big, like, tapes. Camera was about that big. And you had the VHS tape. And you put it in there, and you could record, you know, everything. So I remember my daughter, who's my fourth child, saying, Dad, remember when I was one? I was like, how do you remember when she's one? Well, because she would go when she was older and pop the VHS tape and put it into the recorder, and she could watch her first birthday, which is a whole different world than we grew up in because we had Super 8 film. We didn't get, but you know, she could watch like for hours, like her life from the beginning. So that was like $2,000 back then to buy that camera. So, like, you know, it cost me a couple weeks. Would it, was it worth me working two more weeks of my life to have those memories recorded on tape? Absolutely. You know, so it's like, it's not like it's all or nothing. It just gives you a way to measure your choices and your consequences. So that's another advantage of having a definitive time frame. Because then, you know, you could say, okay, well, look what you, you know, I'm not here to make your choices. What I'm here to show, do is show you the consequences of your choices. And as Nido Cobain says, who's a great motivational speaker, he says, you know, you get what you choose. You know what, if people are aware that they're getting what they're choosing, they're usually okay with that. It's when they don't know why it's what something happened to them, and they don't know why. This is, gives them, takes away security and knowledge, which, you know, is one of the main things King Waters creates for people, is security, knowledge, confidence about their situation. Kane Waters is a registered investment advisor. Request a form ADV Part 2A for a complete description of Kane Waters Advisors Investment Advisory Services. Investing involves risk and the possibility of loss, including a permanent loss of principal. This does not intend to be personalized investment advice. This does not take into account a particular investor's financial objectives or risk tolerances. Any specific mention of securities is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a recommendation or solicitation to purchase. This has been a special audio episode with CWA founding partner, Daryl Kane. For more financial tools and resources, go to canewaters.com backslash resources. While you're there, you can also sign up for our newsletter and get news sent directly to your inbox.